Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm. Uh, today, we, uh, we're going to talk about the Buffs a little bit, the football team. Um, so, before we get into what we're going to talk about today, here's the plan going forward. So, for the next, like, I guess six weeks exactly, starting next week, we're going to be running through, first of all, all of the games from last season. So once a week, I'm not really sure what day actually, but but one day a week we'll be talking about uh, like first the UCLA game, the next week, you know, the the next week, and then the Jill just keep going, gets through six weeks. Also, at the same time, twice a week we're gonna be looking ahead to this season's opponents. Um, I've made like a final decision if we're gonna go in order. I think we will, but you know, like if we're talking about UCLA on Monday. Would it make sense to talk about UCLA after? You know, stuff like that. But that's kind of the general plan. We'll do two of those a week because 12 games in a season. That means six weeks. Get six weeks of uh, the uh, recaps as well at the same time. Um, and that's going to be the plan for the podcast. Now, you may be noticing that is only three days a week. The other two days, we're going to be, I mean, pretty flexible. If there's news, we'll talk about news. If there's nothing going on, We'll uh, find something to talk about. I want to get to a bunch of basketball stuff in that time. Um, maybe find a way to get into some of the other sports as well. Just do like kind of quick hitting previews to, to look back to um, once fall sports roll around. Because, you know, that's really not that far. Feels far. Feels really far. But, you know, six weeks and then all of a sudden we're in the middle of July. We've got a couple weeks to... Uh, talk about camp before camp starts, maybe do some position previews in those weeks. And then, uh, and then we'll be, we'll be off and running with the 2021 season. So yeah. Uh, sorry. I've been a little bit sporadic with the podcast this week. The move has been, um, as I've said, kind of hell. Uh, but that was just a little bit expected. And so next week we're going to kick off June by jumping into a bunch of this stuff, which, I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about. Um, I'll tell you guys ahead of time. Um, so, for example, let's just say Monday, we're going to be recapping that UCLA game. So, if anybody wants to, feel free to go back and watch it. Um, my recommendation is to go back and watch, like, the there's like 20 minute versions on YouTube of every single college football game. And personally, I'll be going back and watching the full version, of course. Um, and then we'll be talking through like what we learned about the buffs and maybe touch on the other team a little bit. But if you guys want to run through and just watch like the 20 minute cut up version, um, you'll miss a couple things, but I'll tell you about those things and you'll have a good idea what we're talking about. Um, yeah. And, and that's kind of the plan. We'll get the uh, comments going too, because I want to hear your thoughts and kind of start you know, not picking up a lot of steam because there is still a couple months, but start, you know, you know, get, getting things moving, getting things moving. And then in the middle of July, once this is over, that's when we'll be full steam ahead with fall camp and all that. Very excited. Um, and there's kind of the plan for all of that going forward. I hope you guys are excited as I am. So yeah, uh, if you guys want to go back and watch a UCLA game, We'll be talking about that on Monday. If you want to watch the uh, like twenty minute version on YouTube, I think that that, that that like it's a nice middle ground. You know, you get the gist of it, but you don't have to spend three hours. You know. Um, so yeah, today though, today uh, I actually 
was looking through the internet, as I do, and uh, I saw that there's, uh, I think, there's, so, like, the Sports Illustrated, like, Maven websites, they cover, like, all the teams in their own way, and the the Cal website did a preview of the Buffs game. Uh, so I figured it'd be, it'd be good to kind of jump into that, do something similar to what we're going toward, um, not quite as depth, honest, in-depth, honestly, but um, I think that this will be, like, a good way to kind of not not wrap up last season, but just kind of say, okay, here's here's what people think of the buffs, and we'll run through some of the stats too, um, kind of like the the Pac-12 ranks for different stats, the the rushing stats, the passing, all that kind of stuff, um, because that's what that's what non-buff fans are going to be, you know, boiling things down to when they talk about CU. So. It's good to know, and honestly, in going through and looking at those, they were disappointing. And I, I guess it's it's kind of like the Texas game probably really, really, really skewed all of them. But the truth is, like, the the average Cal fan, for example, when they go through and look at that stuff and preview the game, I don't know that they're looking all that in-depth at, at what happened when and trying to figure out why, you know, Sam's passing numbers kind of slowly sliding throughout the season. Um, they might not really pay attention to the fact that that's because of a shoulder injury. Might not pay attention to the fact that these numbers are skewed because of, uh, you know, the Texas game at the end of the year. So, I don't know. It's, it is interesting just to look at the numbers because they are, they're disappointing, like I said. Um, so there you go. There's a plan for today, plan for going forward. And, uh, I feel like it's time to just jump in. Um, before we do that though, uh, Colorado XO's presenting sponsor of this podcast, they're a rugby team, uh, based out of Glendale, Colorado. They train at the same facility as the U S national team. Uh, and they're, they're taking athletes who've never played rugby, teaching them how to play rugby. And then, uh, you know, they're trying to get them on the u.s national team uh things have gone well so far they're winning a bunch of games uh and you can follow along with the dmvr rugby podcast dmvr rugby on twitter or uh the written content at the dmvr.com all right so like i said we're gonna start by jumping in with uh who is this this is jeff ferrado from sports illustrated but like the, the maven cal version whatever um just kind of run through the preview Again, just an outside look at the buffs, and then we'll run through these stats. Um, can skip over all the series stuff. Actually, Cal leads the series 6-4. Kind of interesting, maybe. Um, yeah, top players. They've got Jarek Broussard, of course, Nate Lamon, Carson Wells, Alex Fontenot, Frank Phillip, Dimitri Stanley. Makes sense. Makes sense, right? Like, any names they're missing there, like, I maybe, like, Makai Blackman, I would maybe would include over, I don't know, maybe maybe over Fontenot just because he didn't play last year. Um, Philip Stanley, that's a conversation too. Um, Christian Gonzalez, maybe, but I'm not so sure. Um, really the only notable omission, I would say. Uh, strengths, here's what they have to say. Colorado ranked third in the Pac-12 in rushing offense last season, 212 yards, and returns star running back Jarek Broussard. Actually, they said Jared Broussard. Again, that's what you expect, and much of its offensive line. Uh, also worth keeping an eye on redshirt freshman running back Ashad Clayton, the team's top recruit in 2019. 
Buffs ground game helped them or helped make them one of the most efficient red zone offenses in the Pac-12, converting 21 of 23 chances into scores with 17 touchdowns. Uh, 15 of those touchdowns came on the ground. CU was second in the conference in sacks with 15, tied for third and fewest sacks allowed with seven. Um, you know, the, the 21 of 23 in the red zone is interesting. The 17 touchdowns and 23 red zone drives, I think that's really what stands out more. That's a really good number. And when you look through some of the other stuff, um, did they? I think they even said in here, um, in the weaknesses section, they won the turnover battle in three of their last 12 games. Only only won it once in six games last season. You know, you hear things like that, and you and you look through some of the other numbers, and you're like, huh. How did they win this many games and those things are true? Those red zone numbers are just so important. Going 17 of 23, and the reason why, like they said, the, the, the ground attack was very important, but more specifically, that offensive line. Um, and with most of those pieces returning, you know, everybody but Will Sherman, who's now at the Patriots, it, it should be replicable. You know, I do wonder just a little bit how much Sam's running ability in the red zone helped. I wonder, I guess you can check just how many rushing touchdowns he had. Um, but, you know, that, that would be the only concern when, you, when you're looking for, like, reasons for regression from, for some of these, like, top numbers that they have. Uh, 17 touchdowns, 23 chances. Having a quarterback who's like a power runner, you know, like Tim Tebow light basically is what Sam Neuer is. It, that absolutely helps in that way. Um, you know, if you have Brandon Lewis, a, another running quarterback, I think, I think you get like 80% of that. You know, he's more of a speed threat than Sam is. He doesn't have the power that Sam does. And again, I think it's that power that really changes things. When you're down by the goal line, you can just run Sam or run a little read option to get an extra defender out of there, get Jarek wide open. Um, I don't know. I think, honestly, that was a good pull they had. Uh, yeah, second in the conference in sacks with 15. Tie for th uh, third and fewest sacks allowed. Fewest sacks allowed, I, I wonder about that one. Um, just because what you're replacing is, I mean, you're replacing Will Sherman at left tackle, likely with Frank Phillip. Um, almost a lock to be Frank Phillip. Uh, Frank Phillip going to the left side, that's a little bit more of a challenge. You're, you're drawing the other team's best pass rusher. That is the position where a lot of the sacks come from. And so can, can he rise up to that after being like honorable mention all Pac-12 last year? We'll see. We'll see. Um, the bigger question to me, though, is that right tackle spot. Um, whoever winds up sliding in there, we'll see, you know? And then that's one of those things you just have to wait and see. Are they still going to finish tight for third and fewest sacks allowed? I think it's definitely possible. I mean, they're returning four pieces of that offensive line. Um, I think I think it might be a little bit tougher if Shrout's the quarterback um, because he isn't quite as mobile as the other guys. Um, at the same time, though, you know, if, if he has a better feel for the pocket than the other guys and can feel the pressure coming and can handle that better, then maybe that neutralizes it. Um, but maybe that is somewhere you look at. In terms of the actual sacks the Buffs got, obviously the, the big story is Mustafa Johnson leaving. Um, you know, you still have Carson Wells. You still have uh, Terrence Lang, who... You know, it's it's a big year for him. He has he has everything that an NFL team would want except for the the production, the sacks. And if he can just kind of put that last piece together, 
then there you go. He's going to be off and running. And if he does that, I think that his jump in production could make up for what Mustafa brought last year, but obviously won't be providing this year. Um, Tough to see Mustafa. Just an update there. Um, We talked a little bit earlier about uh, um, uh, Mustafa getting the tryout with the Jets. Um, It was kind of a big tryout, bringing a bunch of guys in, figuring out who they wanted to sign. Turns out they didn't sign him. Um, He says that uh, he was beating consistently Elijah Vera Tucker, the the Jets' first-round draft pick. Um, So, you know, again, it's... You would expect the story from his side to be a positive one toward himself, uh, but it is good to hear. Um, he said that he had like good talks with the coaches and that kind of stuff. And the thing is, just because you aren't on a roster right now doesn't mean you can't be later on. You know, as soon as you get into what camps usually start like the first few weeks of July, um, I guess usually not in the first week, but but sometime in July. If there's injuries, teams are going to be looking to, to guys like Mustafa to, to fill those spots. Um, and you'd have to think that Mustafa would be at the top of the list, given the production that he's had in Colorado over the last few years. Um, so there's a little bit of an update there. Um, again, though, can Terrence Lang step up and, and provide what Mustafa provided last year? Can Jalen Sami, you know, they play a little bit different roles, but kind of take over for what Terrence did last year? And then you're just looking for Naim Rodman, uh, Janaz Jordan, any of those guys to just, you know, if, if one of them really pops, that'd be exciting. Um, but again, you, you don't need anything all that special because you have so many guys that at least you you would hope are going to be providing quite a bit. Um, so second in conference and sacks, sustainable. I think that is sustainable. You have Carson Wells who I guess is what? With with ZTF hurt at Washington, he's probably the second best healthy pass rusher in the Pac-12 right now. Um, that'll do a lot of the damage. Uh, here's our weaknesses section. Buffalo's ranked 10th in the Pac-12 in passing yards per game, 201.5 last season, uh, ahead of only Arizona State and Cal. Quarterback Sam Neuer threw more interceptions than touchdowns. Colorado has won the turnover battle in just three of its past 12 games, including only once last season. I mentioned that already. Defensive line has depth, but it is largely inexperienced and unproven, and will miss Mustafa Johnson, who bolted for the NFL. The Mustafa stuff, yeah. They're going to miss Mustafa. It is inexperienced. It is unproven. What we have to work off of is a bunch of really positive reports from camp, um, a couple of flashes when these guys have gotten in. Um, yeah. The other thing is, like, if, if you're looking for things that are likely to change, that turnover thing, I think, is the first thing you look at. Um, I think that the fact that they won the turnover battle once last season, it's kind of a fluke because it was a ground-and-pound team, so you don't expect to, to turn the ball over much on offense. And then defensively, you were a top-three defense in the Pac-12. Now you look ahead to this year, you, you lose one piece of the secondary, and all these young guys get another year of experience. Um, I think you look at that and say, this should be a better secondary on top of that. You'll remember there was the, the tips and overthrows thing that we heard all about um, during camp uh, with the idea being, you know, we're going to sit back behind the receivers a little bit more just to make sure that 
if the ball does get tipped up in the air, we're going to come down with that. And obviously the reason they want to focus on getting more turnovers this year. Um, just because you want them doesn't mean they're going to come, but the fact that that's a point of emphasis, they have the talent that they have, and this still should be a, a team that wants to run the ball a lot, it it helps, you know? Um, anything else in there? Tenth in the Pac-12 in passing yards per game? Honestly, that could stay at about the same spot. I think regardless of who the quarterback is, Again, this is going to be a team that runs the ball a lot. They're going to use that offensive line. They're going to lean on the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year from last year, um, Jarek Broussard, and they have a bunch more talent at running back. You know, this isn't a situation where they necessarily need all that much balance, you know, especially if they can get some more out of the tight ends this year. You know, having Brady Russell back obviously helps, um, but... You know, if Matt Lynch can just take another little step as a blocker, if one of these young guys can can develop just a little bit more as a blocker, then all of a sudden you you like what you have more when you do go heavy, when you run like 12, 13 personnel and, and show the defense you're going to run and you're able to run anyway. You know, and that's kind of the next step because I think last year, mostly because of injuries, the tight ends weren't the, the greatest group. You know, they... They could have been a lot better, obviously, in the receiving game. But, you know, I think the question with this running game is, you know, you have the offensive line to run every single play. You have enough running backs to do the same thing. If the defense knows that a run is coming every play, can you still run the ball on them? And to me, the the, the answer to that question will be whether you have enough blockers that you can put out there who are going to win their matchups. And to be honest, I I think that they will. Whether it takes an extra offensive lineman or, or whatever, and that's why finishing 10th out of 12 in passing yards per game is very much on the table, and it isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, and then you kind of look at it as a, a, maybe an offense that in 2022 is a little bit more diverse because anybody but Sam, I mean, if, if it's JT who's the quarterback, JT's the quarterback 2021, 22, 23, if he wants it. Brendan could be 2021, 22, 23, 24, if if he sticks around for as long as he can um, on top of that, you know, Brendan, this would be his red shirt year if he isn't the quarterback this year. And so all of a sudden he's in his third year on campus next year with four years of eligibility remaining. And I don't know, something to keep in mind. Um, Let's see anything else in there, but Oh yeah. The, the point of that was though, once Jarek, you know, he, he needs to do what he did last year again, um, and maybe not even to the same level. But if he does something like that, he probably will be moving on to the NFL after this season. You know, if, if he can be, he doesn't need to be Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year again. If he's close, he'll be, he'll be gone. Um, and in that world, that's maybe where you look at, you know, Alex Fontenot still back for another year. Ashad Clayton, Deion Smith, um, Joe Davis, Jaylee Stacks, um, you know, there's so many names. You could keep naming guys as long as you want. Um, it's still a good running back group. Jarek, though, is what makes it something that it's your identity, you know. And, and Ashad could could definitely get to the point where he's that guy. But, you know, you look at it. You say Jarek's gone in 2022. You have a quarterback, unless it's Sam, coming back with a second year as a starter at Colorado. Um, and all those receivers are going to have another year of experience. You know, as talented as guys like Brendan Rice, 
and Levante Chenault and Dimitri Stanley are, you know, Dimitri being kind of the one vet in the group at this point, they're going to be even better in 2022. You know, Keith Miller, he, if he's not productive this year, which I honestly kind of think he will be next year will be the year where he really goes off. Um, so yeah, when you look at this 10 to 12 in, in passing yards per game. Yeah, that could happen again. Next year, though, is when I think it changes a little bit. Um, let's see. What you should know about Colorado. Um, let's just run through it. Picked fifth in the Pac-12 South in last year's media poll. The Buffaloes were a surprise in Carl Durrell's debut season, earning him Pac-12 Coach of the Year honors. Colorado had its first winning season since 2016. The Buffs won their first four games by an average margin of 10 points before losing their final or final two by an average of 24 and a half. Broussard rushed for at least 100 yards in each of his first four games as a redshirt freshman. The first U player to accomplish that, Cal backup quarterback Zach Johnson and Colorado quarterback JT Shrout, both attended Hart High in Santa Clarita. Uh, opponents converted just one of 10 fourth down tries against the Buffs defense last fall. Eh, not, not all that much in there. They did get, they did account for the drop off a little bit. Didn't really talk about that in the stats, but yeah, um, not much in there. The fourth down defense was good. One for ten is that sustainable? I think it could be, honestly. You know, you so many of those, of course, are like fourth and one, fourth and two, some something really short. That's where losing Mustafa, having like that one more guy getting a little bit of push up front, could hurt. Um, but you know, if you're subbing in somebody who's 320 330 pounds nate's gonna be able to fly downhill and make plays you know and one in ten that's a that's a great mark and you probably don't match it again but you know it it, it could absolutely happen um let's see couple more Colorado spring football status the Buffaloes wrapped up spring ball with their spring showcase on April 30. Uh, Coach Carl Durrell said he was encouraged by the team's performance throughout spring practice. Uh, they worked hard, he said. Our guys have a good feel for what we're doing on offense and defense. Now we need a lot of summer work to put all the icing on the cake. Returning starter Sam Neuer, who earned second-team All-Pac-12 honors last season, despite modest statistics, missed spring ball after undergoing sh shoulder surgery. He began his CU career quarterback, moved to safety, uh, da, 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 we can skip all that. We know that. Uh, Neuer is expected to duel the other two quarterbacks. We know that. That's about it. Yeah. Waste of time there because <laughs> we've talked about all that stuff. Um, oh, here's here's a fun one. Colorado 2021 season projection. Let's see what they have to say. The Buffaloes won't sneak up on anyone this season, but they are deeper thanks to the return of several players who were either injured or opted out a year ago. Who are the opt-outs? I don't know if there were any opt-outs. There were definitely some injuries, but it doesn't matter. Um, plus some transfers from Power 5 programs. That's a big one to me. That's that's where the real depth comes from. Still, it remains to be seen if Neuer, shoulder surgery, and Landman, torn Achilles tendon last December 11th versus Utah, are fully healthy. Plus, the schedule is tough. Non-conference games against Texas A&M and Minnesota. Pac-12 slate includes games against Arizona State, USC, Cal, and Oregon before the end of October. Yeah, uh, again, just kind of interesting to see the what they think. They're definitely deeper, definitely deeper. And that was a big problem last year. Again, we talk about those tight ends. 
you love Nico Magri, and it's a cool story flipping from like defensive line to offense and all that. Uh, but when you're, you know, he wasn't ready to play last year. Uh, Alec Pell, you know, some of these guys, they just didn't have the depth that they needed last year to be a functional football team, similar to the Broncos in a way. You know, and the fact that Colorado still did what they did last year, very impressive. Now that they've added all these guys that they've added, I think. I think 21 players are going to be showing up on campus on Monday. I don't know if it's Monday. It's sometime next week. That's a, it's a good group. And you've got a bunch more development for the younger guys. Um, the depth really is big this year. Um, is Nate fully healthy? That's a decent question. Neuer, I think what we heard, he was going to start light throwing in May. I think we were told throughout camp that he'd be good to go by camp. Um, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Um, Nate though, I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm keeping an eye on it is how I put it. Um, yeah. Uh, this ends by the way, score projection. They've got Cal beating Colorado 27, 24. Eh, I, I would disagree, but buffs writer disagrees with Cal writer who saw that coming. Um, yeah, we're going to take a, a, a little break here, um, and then we're going to uh, just run through some of these other stats. Just like not even – we spend a lot of time on like the pro football focus stats and like the advanced stuff and like what's happening, the underlying whatever. Just kind of looking at, you know, passing yards, rushing yards, all that kind of stuff. It It isn't as flattering toward the buffs as – I uh, would have expected, and I think that that's part of the reason people might be a little bit lower on them, um, because they didn't really look at what's happening. They just looked at the most simple of stats. Um, before we get to that, though, I want to remind you guys, uh, if you want to become a member of DMVR, that'd be a cool thing to do. If you come to watch parties, you get like extra tickets and all the raffles. There's like raffles for everybody, every game to win free stuff. Uh, there's uh, you get like big beers for the size of small beers. Um, also, if you're coming down to the bar, it's been pretty crazy. I think so. It's like one fifteen Now the game, the nuggets game today starts at two. The tables were full at, uh, at 1230 or no, the tables, you couldn't get a table at like 1215. At 12.30, there were, you, there were, like, no more just, like, chairs available in various places. Um, which, honestly, like, to me, the standing is the fun part. Like, <laughs> like it turns out, like, because usually, like, obviously, everybody shows up and, like, fills in all the space, standing and screaming and jumping. It feels like, honestly, the only thing I can really compare it to is, like, a high school basketball game. Like, when you really get into it, like, a high school rivalry basketball game. It just, everybody is going crazy it's a lot of fun if you guys want to come down um abs games too a lot of fun uh but yeah dmvr cool stuff also join the golf league it's going to be a, a lot of fun there's more information about that at dnvrgolf.com also oh this is a cool one too it's playoff time, big stakes bigger promotions DraftKings sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn five dollars into 200 that's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy. And if that team wins their game, you will receive $200 in free credits. That's right. Pick any team that is still in contention. Bet $5. And if that team wins, you cash 
$200 in free credits. All it takes to claim these 40 to 1 odds on the basketball team of your choosing is placing a $5 bet on that team and that team to win. Uh, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Uh, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice, um, and if they win their next game, then you can claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code DMVR for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-4700. Also, real quick, the DraftKings pick of the week. Um, so, as of last night, we now know the second-round matchup for the Colorado Avalanche, who are going to win the Stanley Cup, if you haven't put money on that. Put some money on that. I know it's only, like, plus 225 or something, but it, it's going to happen, so get your money from it. Um, so, this next series, though, they play Vegas. They obviously have home ice against Vegas. And for the Avs to win the series, it's minus 200. That means, for you non-betters, you bet... $200, you win $100. So it's not like great odds, but again, it's because it's going to happen. The better bet, I think, is to take the Avs on the series spread minus one and a half. Um, so what that means is you win if Colorado wins at least two more games than Vegas does. That means essentially you have to end the series in six games. You can't go to a game seven. That minus 106, basically even odds. Um, so there's your DraftKings pick of the week. Obviously, like, that's just, it's a nice one to have. You know, I've got, like, a Nuggets series bet that's going right now. It means I don't have to get too aggressive making money because I know if they just keep winning, keep winning, that's just getting them closer to hitting the big bet I made before the series. And I'm going to be doing the same thing with the Avs. Also, and this is uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit more aggressive, um, but I will be betting on the Avs to sweep the Knights at plus 650. Again, you non non uh, betters, 10 bucks. If you bet 10 bucks, you win $65. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Um, yes, yeah, so there's your DraftKings pick of the week. Um, before we get into just some of these, I mean, kind of the dumb stats, not like the super advanced, like whatever stats, um, but just, you know, Looking at where the buffs ranked in the Pac-12, we're going to talk about Manscaped. You know, like I said, been moving all week. It's been awful. You have to, like, have, like, a box of things that are, you know, important to have. The things that you, like, can't go a couple days without because it takes a while to unpack all the boxes. I'm getting close to kind of having it done. Um, I've got, like, three Manscaped things just right there. Um, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. That's going to be a big one down at the DMVR bar today because it gets it gets a little bit warm in there when everybody's like packed in all close and like screaming and everybody's breath is like super hot and all that kind of stuff um you don't even have to worry about what's going on below the belt the crop preserver it works in a way that you would not believe also crop reviver it's basically the same thing but for after you make the mistake of not using the crop preserver it just kind of fixes all those problems um so many awesome products um, you can get them in the perfect package kit. Uh, it comes with the lawnmower. Um, it comes with the, uh, 
a bunch of like the, the, the liquid things that I was talking about. Um, plus, if you get that or the performance package, and they have a bunch of other packages too. Um, with those two though, you get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, it's a $39 value. Uh, you get their patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxers. Um, and the best part is if you go to manscaped.com, use the code DNVR, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. It's a, it's a steal. 20% off and free shipping. Um, definitely, like, check all this stuff out. Uh, it Seriously, like, I, I got some for free at the start of this. I have bought plenty more because they're just essentials in my life now. Um, again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code DMVR at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code DMVR. It's 2021. And you still got Bush. Change that with Manscaped. Wow, love that. Um... All right, real quick, we're just going to run through some of this. Um, let's start with the defense. So, points allowed. A nice, nice, simple, could not be more simple as a defensive stat. And, of course, the nothing wants to load. There we go. Um, Colorado, where would you think Colorado ranks in terms of points allowed per game in the Pac-12 last year? Remember, they're 4-2. and two. They were 4-1 and one during the season. All of that's, you know... They're really good because of their defense and the running game. Um, gave up 31.7 points per game. That's ninth out of 12. Only three teams worth, worse in scoring defense last year. Again, the Texas game really skews things. But still, you know, not, not what I would have expected. Um, maybe I'm just an idiot, though. That happens sometimes. Um, let's just run through some of these passing stats. Uh, defensively, the best defensive completion percentage um they gave up 55.6 percent uh, meanwhile the worst for example washington state 67.8 percent secondary is really good the pressure helps still though passing yards per game and some of this is because you know if you remember a lot of these games colorado got ahead and then kind of let teams either either actually did let teams back into it or let them get like close to back into it um kind of like in the fourth quarter or something. Um, and so there was a lot of passing, but still, 8th out of 12 um, with 239 against. Not, again, not what you'd expect. Passing touchdowns against. ninth. Um, I don't know. And again, like completion percentage, that's what you look at and say like, yeah, things are going just fine back there. But still, you'd expect some of those other numbers, or at least I did when I just pulled these up out of curiosity after reading the that thing this morning, I expected better. Um, rushing yards. Uh, here's a fun one. Only two teams allowed fewer rushing attempts per game. Now, obviously, there's a, a couple of things at play there. Like, does your opponent want to run? Um, what is the game situation? Are you winning? And Colorado was winning a lot, so that it's a little that's a plus right there. Um, on top of that, like, do you think you can run against Colorado? How often are you on the field? How many plays are you even running? Is is are the buffs just forcing you off the field repeatedly so you're not even running very many plays so a lot goes into that good to see though top three um yards though rushing yards against per game eighth despite being third in attempts um the average because that makes sense the buffs gave up 5.5 yards per carry last year that's 11th out of 12 teams in the pac 12 that's another one you just don't expect and some of that, there were some long runs in the Texas game. Um, I guess DTR had, he had a big one, didn't he? But, but 
still again I, a lot of things in here that just surprised me um still top three in touchdowns allowed uh total offense in terms of yards per game um colorado middle of the pack at seventh i think there's still room for improvement defensively and that's a crazy thing it's like the defense was what made everything work last year um yards per play they were eighth you know that those numbers are going to get better i'm i'm pretty confident in that um anything else in here i'm curious about penalties i guess middle of the pack and penalties everybody's pretty close anyway uh, turnovers forced they were eighth out of 12 with obviously want to be number one um again like you that's got to get better right like i don't think i'm crazy for saying i expect for that to be a better number next year um offensively points scored per game 28.5 that's ninth out of 12 Again, for a team that went 4-1 during Pac-12 play. 4-2 overall. Um, three points less than your points allowed. It's just just some weird stuff when you go back and look at all these. Um, completion percentage, yeah, dead last. 55% matches what the defense did. Um, yeah, that's just... that's That also has to get better, right? Like, I just feel like it has to. Um last in passing touchdowns per game but that's because they run the ball a lot how many rushing touchdowns though they're fourth in rushing touchdowns per game um rushing average middle of the pack again a surprise total rushing yards they were third not so much of a surprise they ran the ball more than anybody else not a surprise they were up all season um yeah it's a uh, it's just kind of weird. Yards per play on offense, and that's kind of the big one. That's what, like, Vegas uses for all that stuff. It's, like, 5.5 uh, yards, and that's 10th out of 12th. I don't know. Just some weird stuff in there. Figured it'd be fun to go through. That was real quick, but there wasn't all that much to say. Um, that's going to do it for today. Like I said, on Monday, we're going back, watching that uh, UCLA game, start of the season last year. And we'll, uh, we'll be talking all about that. I'm excited. Hope you guys are too. And I will see you then.